Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Mama Relax. Today, Natalie and I, we're going to be talking about moving in with your significant other. So if you just moved in with your significant other and you are about to jump out of the window or throw him or her out of the window, Mama Relax. And you stay away from the window and far away from sharp objects. We got you. Hello, Mile. Hey, Natalie. How are you? I'm good. You know, here in Florida, visiting the fam, a lot of exciting stuff coming up. So, you know, I came to Florida before we even start the episode. I came to Florida expecting warmer weather. And here we are. And it's like 50 degrees. It's like, what is happening? Well, at least we do not have snow, so that's a plus. I can't. I brought it with me, but at least I can't complain. Back home was like twenty degrees, so I'll take the fifty degrees and run with it. Yeah, there we go. Welcome <laughs> to Florida. <laughs> I know, uh, but so happy to be here. So happy today. Um, so yeah, we're gonna start talking about. One of my favorite things, because I think we both have a lot of experience in this. And, you know, I think a lot of people out there, you know, have or are planning to move with their significant others, which, you know, it's like a very important phase of a relationship. You know, maybe you've been dating for a couple of months or maybe a year or a couple of years and you decided that, you know, you need to take this big step. You're moving in together and it all sounds excited. Um, which it is, it's very exciting. And it's such a positive move, especially if you feel that you're ready. Uh, But I know that sometimes, at least for me, it felt extremely scary. Um, You don't know what to expect sometimes. Um, But that's what we're here for. We're going to walk through some of our experiences in hopes that it can help you, you know, make this transition as easy and fun as possible. (laughs) Yes. And it's funny that you say, um, oh, you know, you've been dating for a few years and then you decided to move in together. And he just hit me that I moved in with, I moved, in, I lived with three different uh, boyfriends, uh, the third one being, you know, my fiance now, but, and it was like within months that we moved in together. So the first one was my ex-husband um, and we were dating and we moved in together in like four months. And then the other person that I moved in with was my ex-boyfriend and I moved in with him like in a few months too. And then with my fiance now, we moved in together. Yeah. Four months. I think four months is my number. No. Wow, girl. I mean, I've had a little bit of everything with my ex-husband. We definitely, it took us like a good year and a half of dating and then getting married and then moving in together. So it took us like a year and a half of relationship. My second relationship, it took us uh, a year. No, I want to say like maybe nine months, nine months. And then with my, my now uh, boyfriend, um, that was crazy because it was six months of dating. We had no plans of moving in together. COVID hit. It was March, literally when I was moving from my roommate's apartment, like with my, from my living with my roommate for four years to moving in with my six month boyfriend. Um, 
and it wasn't planned. And I, we felt like kind of like forced, not forced, but like I was terrified. I was completely horrified. You moved in with him because of COVID? Yeah, we moved in because of COVID because I was in the middle of, so my roommate and I had been living together for four years and we decided, you know, we kind of wanted to go our separate ways. It was time for her to like experience, you know, living that um, life alone. Cause she's always lived with someone. And, you know, for me, it was time. I did have a boyfriend at the time. So I was like, you know, it's, it's perfect. It's perfect timing, you know? Cause like, it gets weird. Like when you have like a boyfriend and then you have a roommate, like you don't want to make either of them feel uncomfortable. So like, it was perfect timing, but at the same time, our lease was up in um, April. So we were moving at the end of March and guess what? That was March, 2020, which when COVID oh, hit. Yeah. And so then you moved into his apartment. No, I was already, I, I already had an apartment that I had looked on because this was all already in the work. So I, I was, I already had an apartment that I was going to live. I was going to move to by myself. Yeah. By yourself. Oh yeah. I remember. Okay. Yeah. So we had, um, so uh, the natural choice was he was staying with me. It, he literally came over, um, the weekend before to my apartment and we, that weekend that he came over, that's when they, the lockdown came, happened. Oh my God. If you don't like the guy, which I bet it happened to people, you know, like if you don't like the person you're with and then you're locked with a person, like, holy shit. Imagine how terrified I was. Like, it was terrible. So, you know, I was, you know, I had lived, with, I had a very bad experience with my ex. You know, we didn't like that, that it, whole relationship was a mess, but the, the living part was so brutal um, and then living with my roommate for four years, you know, I lived in, with so much peace that I was horrified. I was like, I had all the questions that you can ask yourself. What if I don't like him? He's now in my space. What if he's dirty? What if I like, we fight all the time. And then how do I get rid of him? Because he was living in Brooklyn in New York where like the pandemic was at its worst. So, you know, as a human being, I was going to be like, well, you got to go, you know, like, it, it just wasn't, you know, it was a very horrifying time. But, you know, and to the point where like, I literally, the day I was moving out of my old apartment for my roommate, like we, he was helping me with something and I had a complete nervous breakdown. I had a panic attack. That's how bad the situation was. And I, even though it sounds terrifying and I'm sure he was horrified at, the at that moment as well, I'm so glad it happened because it opened up the, you know, the communication of, you know, I'm horrified because of my past. I'm horrified that this is not going to work out. And like, we are not in a, you know, we weren't planning on moving in together. Um, so it gave us like, kind of the, it opened the door for us to communicate and him also like understand what I was coming from. Um, so it built, it kind of, without us realizing it, it gave us a good foundation um, for me moving in together, which was to this day, I'm very grateful for because now it's been, you know, two years living together and it's been the best thing that happened to both of us, you know? That's amazing. So, you know, just for, you know, for the listeners, when you had the mate down uh, and you told him, I'm afraid of moving with you. Like, what, what did he say? How did he support you? You know, he just, he listened to me, which is something that I love about him because he just, you know, he knows how, when to like, just listen. Um, and he hugged me and he said it, it was going to be okay. He's like, look, um, we were just, he's like, I'm here for you. I'm not, you know, we, obviously at that point too, it wasn't like we were going to move in together. We thought we were going to be doing this for like a week or two. Um, because we thought the pandemic was going to be over, you know, in less than a month, 
naive to think. Um, so it wasn't like that, like that conversation like that, but it opened up. I had never told him about my experience before living with other people. So that opened that conversation. So like anytime when we did move in together, when it like something triggered me, for example, he was already prepared, you know, he was prepared. He knew where I was coming from and he was understanding and, and kind of like held my hand through it. Like, you know, he understood that I was scared and stuff. So like he was, he wasn't taking it personal, which makes a world's difference, right? Because people feel attacked sometimes because you're not communicating correctly. So um, yeah, he took it like a champ. And I, I think deep down, he was also, you know, terrified. He wasn't expecting this. He wasn't expecting to move in with me. Like he was going to go back to his Brooklyn apartment and keep living his regular life. And we we're just going to do this like dating thing for, you know, another year or something, you know? Um, so yeah, I think it was very helpful for both of us. And um the crazy part about moving with somebody which I don't without judgment but I don't you know I would never marry somebody before living with them before because if you that when you live with somebody you know so much the person even if you've been dating for years when you move in with somebody you really get to know them in like a completely different level and like my my husband when we moved in together um it was it was really easy this transition, but like my the second person that I moved in with, my ex. Oh my god, I didn't know he was so dirty. He was so dirty, and like I can't do, I I can't do it. I moved, I lived with him for one month, and then I'm like, no, absolutely not. And you know, it was a very unhealthy relationship. So we broke up and got back together like a few times until we finally broke up, broke up. But I would never know that he was you know like such a dirty messy person and she moved in with him and then when I moved in with my fiance now like oh my god it was like such a breath of fresh air because he's such a clean freak and he's so organized which is good because he has a lot of stuff so if he wasn't organized it would be a problem but he's so organized he's so clean he's I just love living with him just love it. He makes my life so easier. Like he knows how to clean. He knows how to. Well, he's a veteran, so veterans usually know how to clean and be neat. And he knows how to do laundry. And I love living with him. I love it. Love it. Love it. Like he makes my life so much easier. Because I feel that a lot of partners, once you live with this person and you get home from work, it's like a second job. Then you have to pick up the house. You have to cook. You have to do like a billion things because the person just doesn't do anything. Doesn't help you out. Just like a bad roommate. And when you live with somebody that is like really helpful and knows how to clean and, you know, it's amazing. Like, at least to me, like, it's so, it's like so reinforced. It's like, oh my God, I love you so much. Absolutely. No, that is like key. And that's something that, you know, I'm so glad you brought that up because, you know, one of the things I, that I learned from my experience and that like, you know, I always tell people that or people that I know that are moving in for the first time with their significant other, it's like, you need to communicate so much before you even take the step, like talk about things that you might think are dumb, but that are so important and make such a difference. Like talk about what temperature you like to sleep in. Um, talk about who, like maybe your boyfriend likes to, for example, in my, in my case, Joe, like my boyfriend loves to cook and I do the cleaning, you know, like 
be specific about how you want to pay those bills. Like who's going to take out the garbage? Because this is so key so that you don't like start resenting the other person. Like you just said, you know, sometimes you'll get home from work super tired and that person hasn't done anything all day. You're going to start resenting them. But I feel like if you have everything outlined from the beginning, it kind of makes things a little bit easier because you're just like, okay, you know what? I told you from the beginning, this is the way that we were going to do it. You know, and we were clear about that. You know, you have some like guide at least um, when you move in together. Um, I don't want to reset Yeah. And it's a sign, you know, like if you, if you're living with somebody that doesn't give a shit about the house, doesn't give a shit that you just came home from work and, and you are exhausted and you still have to cook, you still have to go grocery shop to make dinner or, you know, get takeout or whatever. You still have to plan the meal and, you know, you still have to clean, organize, do, you know, a million things. If you have kids, then forget about it. So, you know, like if that person that you are living with and it's your partner is not really caring about your well-being, basically, because that's like your mental health. Like, that's a red flag right then and then. Like, well, okay, hold on a second. This person doesn't care. That's a problem. Like, I remember, and that's the thing that, like, kind of made me, like, I'm 100% comfortable moving in with my fiance. was, like, when we were still dating, and I was, like, working two jobs, and I was taking classes to do, like, my yoga certification. So I literally had no day off, like, zero day off. I was like, go, go, go all the time. And it was so hard for me to, you know, like had time to clean and had time to do my laundry. But, you know, like I was squeezed there here and there. And one day I came home and like we were living separate. But like one day I came home and he was in my apartment because he had the key and my laundry was done. My apartment was clean and I had food in the stove. And I'm like, I'm going to marry this man because he's amazing. Like I didn't have to ask him. He just took the initiative of like, my God, this woman doesn't stop for a second he doesn't she doesn't have time to do this like i'm gonna do it for her like it's amazing yes that is a that's an amazing quality but also like i i think like as women this is more like geared towards women because regardless whether you have these conversations or not like naturally we always do more it's just in our nature uh but for you you have like literally you're a little like perfect person because men are usually not um that like not I don't want to say not clean because like for example my boyfriend's clean but we can both like we can be messy at times you know what I mean but I feel like I'm always more on top of everything um but if if you're able to communicate and say like hey can you do this and they do it right away like that's okay too like it's not gonna come up for them right away you know what I mean and that's okay if you under if you understand your partner and you know how they function like I don't have a problem um telling Joe like you know take out the garbage and he'll do it right away or like okay like we're gonna clean today and it's not like a struggle you know what I mean like it's like okay let's do this and let's make fun and it is what it is like that is also very helpful because I know a lot of people don't have a veteran (laughs) as a partner so I got lucky but um, also, you know, and, and then if you and your partner hate to organize or clean the place, maybe talk about getting, you know, like a cleaning person to come in and, you know, you guys both kind of split that cost. And that would, you know, take a lot of the stress from the relationship. I know a friend of mine did that with her husband, like they didn't have the time. And every time that they were cleaning or organizing the house, it, it created so much stress that they were like, this is affecting our relationship. Like, let's just hire, you know, like somebody to clean our house so we can have this time that instead of being relaxing and decompressing, we are actually just creating more distress. Let's hire somebody to do the job for us. 
and they did it and their relationship was like, you know, better. So again, have the conversation. That's like key here is having the conversation. And also I feel that when we move in with somebody, it's really easy to feel attacked when they, because, you know, you live your life, you do things your way, and then you move in with somebody and they do things their way. Like taking critical, like, I mean, take um, criticism, it's really hard, especially under your own roof. So kind of being open-minded to, you know, see things through a different perspective and take the other person's opinion into consideration of like, okay, so I don't know how I should do that. Or, you know, their way is better than mine. Like, for example, like I am terrible in organizing cabinets, like our kitchen cabinet was like a mess because I did it. And then was like no uh uh-uh and then he took one day and he redid it everything and he made so much sense and I'm like oh my god you're so good at this so now he's the one that organized all that stuff because I suck at it and you know he told me like you were terrible at this like let me do it go ahead it's all yours yeah but yeah but if you feel offended then it's you know just create more distress in the relationship so you know you're gonna find out things about yourself that you might not be so beautiful you know, that you thought about is like, oh my God, I didn't know that I suck in organizing. And, you know, and then you're going to find out things about your partner that you're not going to be so happy. And of course, you guys are going to want to strangle each other here and there. But, you know, communication is the key here. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you brought up that whole like getting offended thing. Ideally, what I usually recommend and what's worked for me is that you want to move into a brand new place together. Like, I know that a lot of people can't, you know, like a lot of people are moving into either like their boyfriends or their girlfriend's house, like their partner's house, right, that they already lived in. The reason I say like, ideally, you want to live into a brand new place is because you can make it yours together. When you go into somebody else's place, that's their, their, that's been their place for a very long time. They already have furniture and decorations and stuff like that. So it's hard to come in and be like, you know, I want to change the place up. A lot of people a lot of people can be open to it, but some people are not, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people are not open to like just changing their, their, it sounds ridiculous and so insignificant, but it could create, create a lot of problems and, and fights. Like with my ex, I moved into his apartment and I never felt like that was my home because every time I wanted to change something, it was like, you know, I was, I was shut down. You know, so I I never felt it was home. And I, I, that was part of, you know, that was one of the main reasons. Well, I don't know if the main reasons, but like it was one major area where we had a huge problem because if I go home and I don't feel like I'm home, that's miserable. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. So like, if you need to move, if you are, because it makes sense financially to move into each other's places, I think it's so important to talk, discuss those little things that you think are insignificant, but will affect you because what makes a home a home, it's the little things that you put up, right? Or the way that you organize, like you just mentioned, like those things are important and it's good to like have that communication before and be like, okay, if I'm moving into your place, like how can we make this a little bit more um, hours, because I know that for so long it's been yours, but at the same time being respectful, it's, it could be, it could be complicated to, you know, have those conversations, but it's so important to have them. Yes, for sure. And that's, you know, bring us to the topic of what to do when you want to strangle your significant other, like what are your coping mechanisms? Like I, my coping mechanism is of like, okay, I need time so like I remove myself from the situation and I go think 
And, you know, like I take a few deep breaths, literally I take like five or 10 deep breaths and I'm like, okay, like, is this, cause this comes, is this coming from me? It's like my tendency to control the situation. Is, is this what's causing this situation or it's actually a problem? It's like, I'm creating this problem or this problem actually exists. So, you know, first I do the, this exercise and then I go back and I'm like, okay, so, and then, you know, we have a conversation, but I first, I remove myself from the situation because if I'm really angry or annoyed, you know, nothing really nice is going to come out of my mouth. So <laughs> I realized that the best case scenario for me is to like, you know, remove myself from the situation, calm down and then talk from, you know, a place of love and understanding. It took a lot of it took, it took many years of practice with other people and messing it up. And, you know, I got to where I am right now. So this didn't just like, oh, I was born perfect. Absolutely not. Um, but, you know, you should never talk or take actions when you're angry, hungry or tired. Like yeah. the end. That's right. it. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like, you know, you have to be patient because it doesn't matter how much you love that person. They're 100 percent. I promise there's not a doubt in my mind that they will get on your nerves. Like for some reason, guys, and I don't know if this happens to you, Milena, maybe not because, you know, your fiance is very clean, but like getting out of the shower, men, for some reason, just don't know how to um, dry themselves in the shower. So like you get there and there's like puddles everywhere. And I'm like, what is going on? How does this not bother you? <laughs> But you know, uh, it's minor things. It's not like a huge problem, but it's like things that will annoy you. But like, you know, take a step back, look at the situation. It's really not a big deal. And like, you really don't need to like make it bigger than what it is. Just like have that communication with them so that that little by little, like they can be a little bit more conscious of whatever it is that's annoying you. Like if they leave clothes everywhere, for example, I mean, that would drive me insane. I don't have that issue, but um but people do that, you know, they're, they tend to like walk in and just take off their socks and leave them at the door or things like that. Just like, instead of getting super angry about it, just communicate with them. Hey, like, Hey, next time when you come in, you know, put your socks away or whatever it is, don't do it for them, have them do it themselves so that they learn and they can actually like, you know, kind of get used to it as well. Um, but yeah, be patient because it's going to happen. There's going to be things that annoy you all the time it's just it's inevitable and also i noticed that um so however your significant other grew up like however he was he or she was raised and you know whatever happens to them before they move with you they're gonna of course bring those habits so like if they had a, a mom that did everything for them that you know like they they left their shit all around the place and then their mom will go around and pick it up most likely they leave their stuff all around, but the mom is not around to pick it up, you know, so they expect you or maybe they just don't care to pick it up. So, you know, again, um, my fiance was in the military for 12 years, so nobody was going to pick it up or nothing. You know, he had to be really neat and clean and organized. And, you know, um, so those 12 years were like amazing in my life right now because, you know, he knows how to do everything. He's very organized. Like he's the best packing ever. Like he can fit so much in a suitcase or in a book bag. It's amazing. But you know, the, the things that happened to them before, they're going to bring in those habits with them the same way that you will. So, you know, if you had a mom or a dad that didn't, that, that raised you very independently, like, you know, you do your own thing. So you're going to bring those habits with you. 
you know, if you have parents that made you help clean the house, made you help, you know, with dinner and whatever, like, you know how to do all those things. But if you're raised by people that didn't make you do things, so then when you moved in with somebody, like, you really don't know how, how to do anything. And, you know, again, open to the communication of like, okay, so like my way is this way, your way is this way, like, how can we meet in the middle? Like, what what, what would make both of us feel comfortable? Because your way is not the best way and my way is not the best way. Like, maybe, maybe it is, but like, you know, you're just going to find that out when you have a conversation or just find like a middle ground. You know, if both of you cannot compromise, like to go a hundred percent each other's way, just find somewhere in the middle. Because they always make the joke about the the tube of toothpaste that, you know, at the end that becomes like what breaks the camel's back. Yeah. And it's true. If you like keep accumulating all these things that are annoying about your partner or, you know, your partner accumulates all these things that are annoying him or, you know, about you, then at the end of the day, it's going to be like the tube of the toothpaste that they didn't close or whatever. Like, and, and that's really not the problem. The problem is all those things that came before. That's just like, you know the little piece that broke the camel's back, but it's not really like the reason of all the problems. So again, communication is very important. Yeah, I I completely agree. And I feel like it's not just the communication. I think it's the way you communicate as well. Like, you know, I wouldn't want to approach my, you know, my boyfriend in a way of like, well, you're doing this, you're messy, like pick up your stuff. Like, you know, it should come from a place of like, look, this is the way I like to live. I would appreciate if, you know, every time that you took off your socks, for example, I'm just giving up an example that I hear is common. Um, You know, you, you walk into the door if you can just be a little bit more conscious to just pick up and put it in the in the laundry basket instead of just throwing it at the door because that way they don't feel attacked as well I feel like a lot of we're so used to communicating or we're just attacking the other person and we also forget that we also are not perfect like you just said like our ways are not the right way all the time. Like we also have to know that there's definitely things that annoy our partners about us. Like I shed like a dog, literally. There's hair, my hair is everywhere in my apartment. Like it is insane. And I know that my boyfriend is probably super annoyed by it all the time. Um, But he also knows that I'm also very like, kind of always like, because I have so much hair. (laughs) Uh, I don't think of like, vacuuming every day but I'll hear him sometimes doing it because for him it's like you know it's not a big deal like I'll just do it for you like not you know he's not like extremely annoyed but to other people it might really annoy them you know it's something that's out of your control but like you know we all have our little things that have that we do and like we need to be very like conscious of it so that we're not like just pointing the finger at our partners all the time because that just doesn't, that doesn't do anybody any good in a, you know, living situation, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. And then one thing that I had a really, 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 really hard time compromising was in like the decoration, because my fiance, he wanted to, when moved to the house that we live now, when, you know, he wanted to hang a bunch of things from when he was in the military on the walls and you know, I was like, oh my God, my house is going to look like a military museum. Like, I can't, like, I'm going to, I can't, I can't. And like, you know, I was like so annoyed and frustrated, like talking about decorating and doing things here and there. Like, and I think a lot of pride in the way that I decorate. I think I do like a really great job and he does not. And so, you know, I was like, okay, so we have a guest bedroom. You can do whatever you want over there, but please, for the love of God, like, let the rest of the house be with the military stuff, please. I beg of you. And so, you know, 
I compromised not putting certain things on the wall and he compromised not putting certain things on the wall and we left, you know, what we wanted into like our little space and 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 it worked. But you know, we have this space now. I guess you know, if you live in a one bedroom apartment, uh, that would be a little bit more difficult. But it was really hard for me to compromise on the decoration situation. No, I totally get that because my boyfriend is very involved in like decorating, which is very surprising because you know most. I feel like most guys don't care. Yeah. Um, but he, he does, he cares. And, you know, at first I was like, I'm terrified. I'm like, oh my goodness, it's going to be terrible. But I'm extremely surprised of how good he is at putting things together. Like I have to give him kudos for that, which is awesome. So like, it's fun because like we bring in like, different ideas and like everything kind of like goes together. But when he first, when we first moved in together, we were in a one bedroom apartment and he had like, you know, sports, uh, he has like these sport frame, like sports, um, frames or whatever. And um, of course, like, you know, I felt bad. He had all this stuff. I wasn't not going to not have him put it up. So I wanted, I wanted it again. It comes back to like, I wanted it to be our place. It's not just my place because I think it looks good. Like that's just not the best way to approach things. So, you know, he had like his desk in the bedroom and like, I, you know, I was like, why don't we put this up? Like, you know, right on your, even though it was our bedroom and it's not like my favorite thing in the world, I knew it made him happy and comfortable and it was like his space because at the end of the day, I think like as women specifically, I feel like we forget that our partners also live there and it's also their home and they want to like also feel like a little part of them is, you know, of the house, you know, of the, of their home. So uh, just doing those little things, like, and again, it's not a big deal. Like it's never a, it's such a big deal where I'm like, no, like, you know, I feel like I have, I've met people that are like, no, I told him just to put everything in the basement or, you know, just hide it in the closet. And it's like, that's not nice. You know, like if that's meaningful to that person, like you should love them enough to like, let them have that. Doesn't you agree? Like, I agree. Like, and that's what I'm saying. You know, the military was a very important phase in his life, in my family's life. And, you know, like for me to, you know, ask him to put 12 years of his life in a closet like he didn't mean anything I mean that's what made him so you know I couldn't I couldn't do that to him um yes like there is a lot of things that you know I wouldn't love to have on my walls like you know posters of 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 football teams or whatever you know um but the same way that they wouldn't want to have things that we have on the walls, like a painting that is meaningful to us but it means nothing to them and it's like too girly you know and they hate but you know, or maybe like pictures of family members they do not even know, and you have it uh, on the wall or you know, in a in a place in your house. So yeah, it's compromise. It's like both of your houses, and it should be meaningful, and it should feel homey for both of you. And that's the thing too. Like, make the house feel homey. You have to have personal items, right? So how do you? So like, what would be like the at least five or 10, like, must do when you move in with somebody you think not? Well, for me, it's like I said, first, like, you've already dated this person, you've probably been to their house, you know, if they're messy or not. So the main thing before you even make the complete decision to look for a place or move in with them is communicate, make sure you're very clear about what you like to do, what you don't like to do, what are your deal breakers, what are not your deal breakers, 
literally it's like i think that moving in with somebody is like getting married think about it it's the same thing it's there's nothing different about it the only difference between moving in with somebody and being married is that you sign a little paper that makes it you know um legal for you to tax for tax purposes <laughs> that is literally the difference yeah moving that, together getting married i agree the same thing. So you need to have those conversations. You need to have those, you know, how we're going to pay bills. You know, obviously you're not married, so you're not combining your finances if that's not what you want to do, you know, but at least, you know, you have like a good understanding that you could have those conversations on how you're going to pay those bills and stuff, because those are more serious things, right? So definitely have those conversations, have the conversations on the decorations, you know, maybe the person will tell you, I don't care, come in and switch everything. I don't care about anything that I have here. I know a lot of guys that don't even hang things on the walls because they just don't have that. They don't care, you know? So just knowing, knowing that, and just really knowing yourself and knowing that you need to communicate that because the other person does not read your mind. They don't, they don't have a little crystal ball. They don't know, you know, what you like, what you don't like. You need to be very clear about that. That's, so that's the main, main thing to like avoid resenting them or anything like that. Um, again, the second thing would be, you know, if you can financially, I would definitely look for a place that's brand new, that you're bringing in new stuff, that you are building it together, that you're not moving into each other's space. But again, if you financially make sense for you to move into one of each other's places, Again, having those conversations of like, you know, what do you need me to move? Like, what can I move? What What is it that you're comfortable with me doing um, so that we can make this more our place more than anything else? Um, and then, you know, uh, the I would say like I only have like, you know, three things would be just being patient and always coming back to under, being very understanding that there is going to be like when you move in with somebody, have the, the right expectations that there will be things that will annoy you. You might, you know, in a, when we don't live together, everything is like beautiful, right? You just have those moments of going out to dinners and doing great dates and you don't have to deal with the annoying, the little annoying things that happen day in and day out. But when you move in with somebody, those things will happen. Just go back to when you lived with your family. I'm sure everybody in your house annoyed you at some point, right? It's the same thing. So just having those expectations um, right off the bat so that you're not disappointed once you're in there. And then just being patient and really, you know, not stressing over the little things, you know, and if something really annoys you, just remember to just communicate it and always remember that you're not perfect either and that you also have things that are no, that are going to annoy your partner and that, you know, it's just the way it is. But in my opinion, if you are right for each other and you guys are in love and you know that this is your person, it's worth it. It's a hundred percent like the most amazing thing. I don't, I can't even imagine my life right now without, you know, my boyfriend and living together because it's, it's done so many good things for myself. And for him as well, I can see it. Both of us, we've grown so much from this and we just enjoy our company. You know, I mean, we literally lived through COVID <laughs> together, working together in the same space. So, you know, you get through that, you get through anything. Gotcha. If you get through COVID together, which we also did it at our old place, like you go through anything. Um, yeah. I do like your tips. I do like your tips. I would just add to that, you know, like take deep breaths. Like when somebody, you know, like when you're kind of annoyed about something, like remove yourself from the situation and see if like, okay, like, am I annoyed because of what he or she's doing right now? Or am I annoyed because of something that 
you know, happened to me at work and I'm just taking my frustration at this part. So I'm like, is this like the straw that broke the camel's back or this is just like really the problem? Like, so remove your situation and think about what's going on for real. Mm-hmm. After take five, 10 real deep breaths, go back and revisit the situation with your significant other and have a conversation about not like attacking one another. Because once you attack a person or you're talking in a certain way that makes the other person feel attacked, then they're just going to be defending themselves. They're not going to be offering a way to change the situation. The same thing that you do, you know, when somebody's attacking you, you're just defending yourself. Even if you feel that your way is not the best way or that you are wrong, it's just like, you know, a defensive mechanism. And then another thing that I would um, add to the list is like, do not bleach the red flags mm-hmm. now partner doesn't help you at all you know that's like he's him or her disregarding you as a person it's like how can me having no time doesn't affect you how can me being exhausted working 10 hours a day sleeping not much you know like how can that not bother you not like how can you not feel compassion for me you know, don't bleach the red flags. You know, if your partner is really terrible with money and, you know, in, in let's say you guys do combine uh, bank accounts and, and your partner is using money, you know, without without consulting you or, you know, regardless of your feelings, like that's a huge red flag, you know, like separate your, your bank accounts again if you did join them. Um, you know, just pay attention to little things here and there. Because again, you're moving together and maybe you're going to take the big step of getting married and actually legally be bounded. And like, if you feel that this person, you're only going to know if this person is like the real person that, you know, you want to have in your life forever. If you do move in together, that's really, in my opinion, the only way to know. Do not bleach the red flags. Like, don't do it because at the end, it's going to come back and bite you in the ass for sure. Like, it always, always, always does. You know, if there is something that happened in your, like my case, you know, when I moved in with my ex and there is a lot of things that I was like, I can do this. And I moved out and we broke up and then we got back together. It's like, why did I go back together? Like, you know. And are these things that made me literally pack my shit, put in my car and moved back. Like, why? 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 And, you know, it's the place that I was then and the person that I was then. But, you know, don't bleach the red flags. And, and you know, if everything goes well, you know that this is the person in your life. And if everything does not go well, then you know that the person is not the person of your life. And that's okay, too. It's good, too, that, that you tried and you experimented and, you know, it didn't work. And, and that's okay. You know, don't don't beat yourself up, you know, like have self-compassion and most important, have a lot, a lot of patience. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's um it's, and it's also a process. Yeah, and it's also a process, not like just you moving with this person, like that person is moving with you. Like let's think about, you know, like your quirkiness, like the way that you do things, like the things that you think are super normal and for other person is absolutely not normal at all. So, you know. It's, it's a process for that person too. So patience with each other, it's really the key here. Absolutely. And I have uh, a quote that I thought it was perfect for this episode. And it says, a true relationship is two imperfect people refusing to give up on each other. And that cannot be more on point for this. Um, because again, like Milena just said, he, he's, he or she is not going to be perfect and neither are you. So it's just when there's love and you guys have good communication and, you know, there's that want to just keep fighting for what you have every single day, 
that's more than enough. That's all you really need that there's no relationship out there. That's perfect. It just doesn't exist. Um, and you know, you can't, you can't count on what you have on Instagram and even those relationships that have been together forever. Trust me, everybody fights, everybody's annoyed. Everybody is, you know, in their day to day, but at the end of the day, if they're a good person and you guys love each other, that's all that matters. Yeah. People just don't post about their terrible times. They only post about their, their great times. So, you know, the grass is not greener. I swear. Trust me. Yep. But we hope you loved this episode as much as we did. I know I had a blast talking about this. You know, I, it just kind of a reminder for myself as well of how lucky um, I am. So um, we would love to connect with you. If you are on Instagram, we, our handle is mama.relax with two X's at the end. Um, otherwise, we will see you on the next episode.